Welcome back to Three Putt Par, episode number eight. My name is Mike Caridi. I am your host. Uh, again, welcome to everyone that's been listening on the journey so far, and welcome to anyone who's picked it up. If you have been enjoying it, or you do enjoy it this week for the first time listening, uh, like, share, and subscribe is what we're always going to tell you. Uh, if you share it with some mates, if you think anyone would be remotely interested, hopefully they are. Uh, get them on, um, and that would be much, much appreciated. And any reviews would be good. Um, because there's been a few popping up there, which has been really, really nice to see. So greatly appreciated as well. So thank you to those people. Uh, as you do know, if you have listened before, each week we do have a different co-host on. This week, excitingly, is our first return co-host. This week, we have welcoming back Will Kay. Welcome, Will. I'm quite honoured obviously, to uh, come back for a return journey. I enjoyed it so much last time, so I'm very happy to be here. Thanks, Mike. No, mate, thank you. I think uh, after I spoke to you that day, I said that we had some good, some very good feedback, that, that, that it was a really good chat, which was good. Sound was good, which is always it's always hard when you're interviewing different people. Um, and yeah, they really enjoyed the, the Seven Mile stuff and a bit of story and a bit of a listen to yourself. And the other feedback that we had was that you sound a lot like Scott Carter from my love of golf podcast, which I didn't disagree with. I think I told you the same thing. So okay. yeah, there you go. Well, a bit of a mix. I'm absolutely fine with that as well. Hopefully Scott <laughs> is too. Uh, Scott's but, uh, I'm sure he is. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, it's, uh, it's... I was going to say, what's been happening since we caught up? Was it been probably three, four weeks? Uh, yeah, it's about right. Um, it's oh, it's been fairly uh, fairly exciting on the uh, the seven mile. Pro shop uh, front, at least yes. we just had a, uh, a new drop of stuff come in. So we've got the bucket hats and we've got some uh, patch caps and things like that in the pro shop. Finally, so we had a bit of a false start on those ones, but those ones are finally in there. So that's exciting. Uh, personally, I had my best round of golf that yeah. I've had in about twenty years. I shot an even par round around Tasmania Golf Club while we continue to wait for Seven Mile Beach to come online. So that was something that was uh, personally exciting and very rare to uh come out of that so yeah well, no, we, we were talking about it you. before we started and we've only been talking for what 60 to 90 seconds there's no way i would have taken 90 seconds to tell people that i'd shot even <laughs> par. no way it would have been like welcome my name is mike already and did you know i shot even par on the way no one <laughs> yeah, holds your breath of, of hear, ever hearing that happen either no it's absolutely true i've got one mate who i happen to play golf with fairly regularly and he uh, loves filming rounds and yep. uh, doing things like that. So I was very fortunate that he was playing with this as well. So there is video evidence of me uh, uh, draining a couple of putts and things. So nice. that made it just that little bit uh, more exciting and there was proof of uh, it all happening. So that was no, it was a fun week, fun uh, fun round. So I'm sure I'll uh, go out with those expectations next time and shoot 100. But, uh, <laughs> but that was fun for a one-off at least. Has the weather been good? What's the weather been like down there? Uh, fantastic, really, over the um, the winter. We've barely had any rain at all, which is good if you're playing. It's not great if you're trying to grow grass on a uh, say, on a yeah. golf course. But um, but it's been nice and uh, fairly mild and dry, so that's been good for, for playing. Mm. Um, it's really interesting as well. Even when it does, uh, there have been a couple of pretty decent rainfalls down here, but it just doesn't rain at the Seven Mile Beach site, which yeah, is nice. great. Great news for uh, future golf trips down there. So people yeah. will be able to come down and not have to carry um, umbrellas and those sort of things. But it's, um, but yeah, it's challenging to to grow grass, unfortunately. But uh, but no, you, they've got all of the um, irrigation in there now, so that's all all good to go. If you can keep that going for a couple more months, that'd be great because I've got the Melbourne Cup a long weekend on 
two days on King Island and two days at Barney. So if you could just make sure the weather stays lovely, that would be much appreciated. It won't be a problem. No, won't you. be a problem. No, it's, it's actually it's a good. It is a good time to come down at the moment. It is it's, uh, just sort of pre, the early parts of spring are generally pretty good. It's starting to warm up. There might be a, a sort of a brisk morning, but often it does open up into a beautiful blue sky up here and things. Mm-hmm. So no, it's a, it's a good place for it. Yeah, I think each time I've ever been down to either Barney or King Island, all of my trips have been between um, like the start of December and the end of March. I don't think I've ever been outside of that period. It's always been down in the heat. And and to be fair, touch wood, I'm going to jinx myself here. Um, I've just had um, all bar, and I've probably been to both places half a dozen times. Um, each time I've been had absolutely beautiful weather, especially King Island. Um, but I've only probably had one day at Barney where it was like, if we hadn't paid to come to Tasmania to play golf, we would not be playing in this. This is <laughs> this is drivers going 140 meters into the wind, and mm-hmm. down breeze. Uh, I'm hitting nine iron about 200. It was it was nuts, but it was still yeah. good. But it was just it was it was a bit. Boring. Oh yeah, it it is fun to experience that once. But once, yeah, once yeah. you've done it once, you don't yeah. have to do it again. No, no, no. happily not I, do it again. <laughs> I, I did have a very good. Um, one of those experiences at Barn Burgle once played in the Australian Lynx Championship that was there oh, yeah. very briefly and sort of about two years into its opening and uh, played with – there were some guys down from the AIS and things like that. Michael Sim was mm-hmm. a pretty hot property down at that point in time and I watched him lose two balls in a row off a par three and there was uh, the fifth hole there, which was par three. Yep. On the practice day, I hit two iron about as far as I possibly could down the hill and came up short and the next day the wind had completely switched and I hit wedge. <laughs> that that was a whole I hit the that was a whole I hit the two hundred meter nine iron. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> exactly. And so I hit uh, and the eleventh hole par five down there that probably a lot of the yep. listeners know. It drive a lob wedge into that oh, one wow. and then five putted. And so it was <laughs> um there were some challenging moments during that day, but good yeah. good stories come out of it anyway. No nah, yeah like even a bad day down there is is, is better than a, yeah. than a you know the, your best day at work, no matter what happens. No doubt. So hopefully, uh, Seven Mile will. It, it certainly won't be as windy at Seven Mile, but it'll mm. be. Um, there will be a lot of fun three dimensional golf down there as well, though, where you're yeah. uh, going over things and using the ground and the turf to roll it up to holes and things like yeah, that. That's so good. that's good. Looking forward to a lot of that. Yeah, I've seen a few photos pop pop up in the last couple of weeks and. The grass growing in on a few new holes, and um, yeah, it looks it, yeah again. It looks like it's it's going to be really good fun. I can't wait to see it open. Oh yeah, I was, I was like I went down last week to the course and uh, uh, gave Mike DeVries a, a nice new hat for him, and yep. uh, it was so they were just doing the final uh, well seeding three of the uh, the last six holes that they're seeding. I think there's three left to go, but they did three last week, so he was doing the final shaping on one of the tees there and. Yep. It's just amazing how when they when they do that in a couple of weeks it'll be greening up and uh, looking like a golf hole before you know it. And so it takes a long time before it, between when it looks like a golf hole and when it's playable, but yeah. it's uh, it's still really exciting to watch that happen too. That would be it'd be um yeah, but the view you're going to have the whole way through, yeah, it'll be amazing once you see the completed product. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the biggest thing that's probably come up outside, we will talk about the week in golf as we always do, but probably the only other thing that's come up since you last were on, and we did talk about it at the time, was the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Um, mm-hmm. And he's final now. We've got we've got our picks in. The captain's mm-hmm. picks are in. 
I think we're, I'm sure we were aligned. I'm pretty sure we we're aligned that we didn't think JT was going to get in, but he's in. Mm. Did, did you think uh-huh. that was what? What did you think that was deserved, or we, did you think Keegan or or Cam Young were a bit unlucky? It's well, I think as we said at the time, I think he had to spend all of his credits to to get this spot, and yep. I think he's absolutely done that. I think he's. Um, I just can't imagine him playing the way that he's playing at the moment and getting a, a second chance. So I feel like he's got the weight of the entire nation on his shoulders when he goes out there, which yeah. will either lead to him having a, a four zip and one result or a zero zero four result or something like that. Yeah. So he'll be all or nothing, I'd say, coming out of this week. So it's uh, mm, I'd love to see a... Uh, a singles on Sunday where it's uh, it's all coming down to the wire and it's him versus uh, yeah. Ludwig and uh, the, the yes. two controversial picks going the other, at it the other, to, the other big uh, story. to really test it out. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not a I'm not against um I'm not against him getting on. I think you can risk it. Mm. I just thought Keegan probably deserved it more. I, I was probably the one that didn't. I wasn't that shocked that Young didn't get on. I thought mm. he'd been playing some pretty ordinary golf this year, and and, and I'm yep. the person who probably this time last year was pretty adamant I'd be betting him in every single major for mm. 2023. Mm-hmm. I think oh, I did yeah. bet him in most of them, but <laughs> and he played okay in a couple. But outside of that, he probably played well in one tournament. Um, yeah, I think he he tried to maybe two different golf balls and maybe change some irons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Up. I think he just did, well, clearly didn't quite work this year from him. It's not going to continue. You would think he's going to find find it and come back stronger than ever next year, or you hope he does. But, yeah, I wasn't shocked that he didn't get there, but I don't know. No. I just thought JT was, yeah, at best, at best a toss of the coin on form. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I'd, I'd say there were some pretty heated conversations in the back rooms as to oh, yeah. whether he was going to get on or otherwise. And like Cam, as say Cam Young, watching him in the final round of the Open against Cam Smith, where he – did things like eagling the last hole to get within a shot. Yeah. It was, um, that's the sort of stuff you absolutely want on your Ryder Cup team. But that was basically his peak and he's uh, faded since then. So yeah. pretty actually, hard to put him on. I actually think I wouldn't have been any more shocked than if they'd taken DJ, right? And it's really mm. difficult because DJ is obviously playing live and nowhere else. So you don't get mm-hmm. to see him playing against the best all the time, which obviously we don't love. But mm. he's obviously got the track record that that he's, mm-hmm. an, he's a world class player. Um, mm-hmm. You would expect him to be able to turn up to that and play well. He's obviously got chemistry mm-hmm. with different people. He, he can play yep. with anybody. He doesn't care. Um, whether they thought the, his skill set wasn't going to be as good for that track, I'm not sure. But yeah, it, mm. I wouldn't have been that shocked to see him. I, I don't think Bryson no. or Patrick Reed would have been getting on. But yeah, probably no. with DJ maybe. Well, and he went five and nine in the last Ryder Cup as well. So he had yeah. some. Uh, some very recent Ryder Cup history to go on, but uh, not much since then, unfortunately. So no, it's, no, that was uh, that hurt him, and I didn't really hear him in many conversations. So, no, I can't, I can't imagine that he was really um, lobbying in the background too hard for himself. If that was the no, case, I don't think he, he was really no. concerned about getting picked for sure. Um, no, but no, I don't think he cares at all. I think he seems like the most. Amical book amical book on the planet. I don't think he cares about much at all. Which is no, probably makes absolutely. him makes him really good at golf. Definitely, having a short memory is very good for golf. Yeah, and I've uh, been yeah, told I think that. he's got that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't learned it yet, but I've been told that. Mm, yep, absolutely. 
Um, now, when we have a new guest on, we normally go to the lucky sevens and ask them the seven questions, but you've done that before, so that's <laughs> that's not going to work. So you know what I've done without telling you. Uh, is I've got seven, seven new questions. So okay. you still yep. have to deal with seven seven questions uh, about golf for people mm-hmm. to get a bit more a handle on Will K. Please, go for it. Uh, and they are a little bit different. The One mm-hmm. of them we, we added on, so we will get to that one at the end. Um, drinking on the course. Yes or no? No. No? Not not for me. I've got no. – and I don't know if it's a more of an Australian thing where Australians don't – and I saw, saw this yep. discussed somewhere not that long ago where Australians love competing on the course and they're sort yeah. of all about playing in comps and doing that sort of thing, and I'm absolutely the same as that. Yep. Um, whereas some people just have to be, you know, three or four deep before they get to the first tee, and that's – that's yeah. not me. I've absolutely no issue if people want to do that. They can yeah. go for their life. And I've had people uh, put the six back in the bag at the start and six back at the turn. And as long as they, they keep keep going and keep happy, then all for it. I agree. But, I uh, think I think it's definitely skewed to a calling out the our US listeners. Um, definitely skewed to the US more than Australia. Mm. Um, the uh, golf cart beers uh, playing uh, for like gambling games. Whereas I mm-hmm. feel like Aussies more. No, I wouldn't drink on the course, but we're going to play Stroke, Stableford, whatever we're playing for the yeah. day in the, in the club comp, and happily have beers after. If things go yeah. pear shaped, I know people will have a, have a beer when the cart comes around, but it's certainly uh-huh. not. I think the the go for the day. But everyone's different. Perhaps some people love it, which is good. I'm sure it would make me putt better, but uh, but no, it uh, it hasn't been something that I've turned to on the course no. yet. Fair enough. Uh, now, are you a pants or a shorts wearer, or both? Mix it up. Uh, mix it up. I'm more pants than okay. shorts. I've got I've got friends who will go out in two degree weather in shorts and That's will me. only ever play only ever play golf in shorts. Um, when I was in Melbourne, when it was a couple of degrees warmer, I probably was seventy thirty shorts. Okay, but back here, I think I've probably been seventy thirty pants. Oh, uh, I'm 100 percent short, <laughs> so I, I, I'm on the on the person you spoke of. So uh, if mm-hmm. I'm heading out to play golf and it's the middle of winter, uh, I've got the the uh, Nike waterproof shoes on, uh, shorts, <laughs> uh, yep. my Footjoy waterproof jacket, and a beanie. But I'm definitely mm-hmm. shorts, no matter what. Always. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't know. Maybe I'm weird. Yeah. Um, I, yep. Spikes or spikeless? Spikeless. Spikeless. I'd- I I played golf with a guy probably oh, 12 years ago, something like that, yep. where he was wearing the Echo um, shoes. Yeah. And like I, I always used to think that I hit the ball pretty hard. Yeah. And uh, I thought, oh, well, there's no way that I can wear spikeless shoes. I'll be slipping all over the place. This guy launched it a good 30 metres past me in mm. his Echo shoes, and he said he <laughs> never slipped once. And so I said, well, why the hell am I wearing these that are less comfortable than the spikeless? Yeah. And so – Next opportunity I got, I got uh, spikeless shoes, and I haven't uh, changed since then. So it's uh, preferred brand. Uh, I got Adidas, the Code Chaos ones. Yep, and I just know my size in those now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would be either Adidas or Echo, because I, I did have a pair of Echo shoes, and they're probably the best shoes I've ever had. But, I've heard uh, they're very comfortable. They are, and they're very good with waterproof and yep. all those sort of things, and. Uh, I would happily go into an Echo shoe or an Adidas shoe indefinitely. 
either brand is more than welcome to uh, sponsor. Uh, yeah, yeah, agree. Any, anyone that wants to kick in money, just yell <laughs> out. We are all up for sale. Um, <laughs> I think I wore Footjoy for a long time, then I wore Adidas for a long time, but now I'm pretty much religious to Nike. Um, mm. And yeah, spikeless always. I, I can't, mm-hmm. uh, I think I just got sick of having to, you know, get the little tool wrench out and change them over if something was mm-hmm. wrong. Or I just got sick of it. So yeah, yep. mine now are very much, um, yeah, I've probably got three or four pair of, Jordan um, mm. low cuts that are in the yep. in the rotation, um, mm-hmm. and then I've got a really the, the I think the Nike Roshi or whatever they were ones. They're like just <laughs> yep. a pair of runners, but just like tiny little div- dimples underneath. Then then they're not doing mm-hmm. anything other than just being a comfortable shoe. They're probably a bit like the okay, they're, mm. they're just really really comfortable to wear, especially mm-hmm. in summer when it's really hot and your feet are, uh, uh, need something that, that are in a bit breathable, which is mm-hmm. what they are. Yeah, and I do have a pair of the, the Jordans those. Uh, ones that came out a little while ago as well. I, I do enjoy those too. Yeah, and they look cool. People think you're cool. Yeah, that's right. off you, the course you, works you, too. That, that's it. Like at the end of the day, yeah. if you can't play mm-hmm. golf, you may as well look like you can play golf. Absolutely. That's what yeah. I'm running with. Um, now, my score or electronic scorecard or paper card? Which one do you prefer? Uh, I think electronic now. I've, I've had enough rounds where I'd – uh, it's, it, particularly if the rest of your group is electronic. Yep. If the, the root, rest of the group is paper, I'm very happy to swap the cards and do all of that. But um, the electronics has been good. And also uh, now I've been, uh, I've been sort of leaderboard watching as well, which is oh, quite yeah. fun. Yeah. And that, that is facilitated by people having electronic stuff yeah. and updating it. And so you can send... Uh, messages to your mates when they've had six wipes in a row or if they're they're on fire and you know that they don't want to be told that they're yes. <laughs> uh, on fire and all those sort of things so it's been yep. fun to uh, to have that ability too so i, I do like that the uh, electronic scorecards allow you to do that no that, that's true um it's disappointing that you said that. More surprising, at least, saying you sold me a scorecard yeah, holder. So I did. That's putting, absolutely true. <laughs> putting yourself out of business. Now I'm scorecard all the way. I, d- I don't mind using my. I score, do, but I like. I do love course guide and and I just like the paper. I don't want. Yeah, and uh, look, I am the same in that I do also love like you know you can write the circles every now and then and mm-hmm. write lots and lots of squares and that sort of thing. Yeah. So and seeing a like a well written scorecard is a very satisfying thing to see. Mm. Oh yeah, especially if you play well. like that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, in-person lessons or YouTube lessons? In person. In person. When was the last time yeah. you had a lesson? I I actually had one just the other day, oh, which is my my first one in about ten years. Okay. But it was um a, I uh, got a lesson from the Royal Hobart Pro Shop mm-hmm. because uh, the the pro there is moving to. Uh, the mainland, and so clearing a couple of um, credits that my my dad had bought me two yep. lessons for um, birthday, and so I had to get rid of a couple of lessons there. But uh, had uh, I was just told to move an inch further away from the ball putting, yep. and uh, it's amazing how good pros are at just seeing that tiny little movement, and it feels so much more natural putting. This is after my uh, decent round the other day. I was going to say, how many birdies did you have? (laughs) I'll see if it does translate. So it's, um, but we'll we'll see. So that was with Scott Laycock down there at Royal Hobart. Oh, there you go. And uh, yeah, so a very good player. Golfing royalty. 
Absolutely. And so it's translated into a, uh, into a, a good coach. And so it's just good when you can, uh, they can see you and just sort of go, how about yeah. you just, just tweak this little to the left or a little yeah. bit upright or whatever it is. And it's amazing. Sometimes it feels like you're suddenly holding a hockey stick, but, mm. uh, but other things that are just little tweaks uh, can make it feel so much better. So that was, I was on that end of the lesson spectrum this time and yeah, much prefer that to a YouTube video yeah. no, i think uh i'm 100 so i get all my lessons at albert park um mm-hmm. for years i've either seen craig spence or baden chef and chef mm-hmm. of late and he's yep. been he's been great i probably haven't seen him in a couple well, six six or eight months now but um yeah people that watch youtube and get tips i just think cool if, if you get something out of it good luck to you anything that works mm-hmm. works but oh yeah i just think if someone can see your swing it's a lot better than you guessing what your swing's doing and trying to mimic mm. someone. The only mm-hmm. one that I'd say, and it's back to Shafi, who has the app Skillest, um, mm-hmm. which is a good mix because mm. you don't need to go and have an in-person lesson. You can videotape your swing and then send it through the app to him and then they analyze it like a normal pro does and send you back your, your drills and stuff. So mm-hmm. no, we don't, yeah, we don't, we're, not, we're not paid by Skillless and they're not, they're not a sponsor, but yeah, <laughs> I, I do recommend it for anyone that, that doesn't have time to go down and get a lesson. Yeah. From a, yep, from a teaching absolutely. Does Craig Spence still wear the giant M frames that he wore to win the Aussie masters a couple no, of years ago? No, no. Spencey is one of the most relaxed blokes you'd ever see walking around. I haven't been down to the new Albert park driving range since I've done it up in the last probably six months. Um, but I do have to get down there. But yeah, Spencey's just a very laid back guy, um, very easy to talk to, and and they all the coaches have different different skills. But he's very good at just tweaking what you're working with. Not you don't mm. need a massive overhaul. Just do this and that. Uh-huh. Um, very simple, you know, easy to understand, um, which is good. He's got different skills, and Baden's different again. So Baden and I uh-huh. change things up completely. A bit of an overhaul, so not quite the same uh-huh. as what we're doing with Spencey, but. They're both very, very good. Um, and the, all the guys down there are great. And Albert Park's the same. We're pretty spoiled with places to go and get lessons here in Melbourne, I guess. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I've got a selection here for the last for, for the second last one. Uh, I'm going to go with mallet or blade putter. Sure. At the moment, blade. Uh, putting would be the weakest part of my game. So it certainly is – it's never a safe slot in the bag. I've yep. got a, an old – um, Odyssey try uh, hot or something like that. I can't even remember what it is now. Yeah. Um, a white but, hot? Uh, no, it's one of the ones that had the uh, a metal insert in the front of it from a good 20 years ago. So uh, I've had that putter forever. And I, I really like that one. I, um, yep. It's going to annoy me now that I can't remember the name. <laughs> you know? um, but yes, I've got that one and that's been performing pretty well. And if I'm putting more with a blade putter, that one's working really well for me. Yeah. Um, and I've also got a spider, one of the uh, tailor-made spiders that has also worked well for me. And it's just, there's two different putters for different times. So yeah. it's um, sometimes if one's not performing, I'll get the other one off the bench that'll work well for a week and then that one will stop performing and I'll That's try it. to go back to the other one. But I, I feel like I finish more putts closer to the hole with the blade, but uh, that can very week to week performance. Yeah. No, I I think I switched to the two ball putter twenty years ago and I've probably purchased blade putters since. Um don't use them for too long before I go back to the mallet. Um and now I'm using a ping mallet, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um one of the nicest feeling weighted putters that I've ever hit. 
Um, but yeah, I've, I've got the Jason Day Spider there that I used for such mm-hmm. a long time, which I loved. Wore, yep. wore it, wore the um, base of it out. Um, not the sweet spot, just the base, just the scratch marks. <laughs> I've knocked down, knocked down the marker or something. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I don't think I, every time I just don't feel comfortable. There's not enough weight in the in the um, in the blade for me. Mm. Yeah, no, ask um, me next week, and it could be very change. Mm-hmm. It does happen. Now, this question I don't think we asked you last time because I think we changed it up. I'm pretty sure we did. But if we did, tell me. But favorite golf memento? Do you have? Do you have a favorite golf collectible memento keepsake that you have in your bag? We didn't ask you that, did we? Or you? No, we didn't. You might have emailed me later on. I did. Yeah. So I emailed. It came up in the the week after mine yes. that that was an addition, and I can't wait to buy the book of these mementos <laughs> Matt, because Matt, it, Matt Mollica's book. Yep, I will absolutely be uh, straight into the uh, the store to buy that one. Yep, because I did um, identify with that straight away. I've actually I've got a a divot tool, which is like a Swiss Army yep. uh, divot tool type thing, and I got it for my 18th birthday, which was a good 20 years ago, and it was engraved on one side with my name, and I think that side is the side that fell off when I was uh, playing one day over in Melbourne, and there was a crow trying to get into my golf bag, so I threw it from across the bag, just trying to scare the crow away. It landed about 10 metres away and snapped in half, but, uh, but that has been certainly the the item in my bag that has lasted the longest is probably worth the least of any of the mm. other uh, bits and pieces in my bag, but that's one that I uh, still Cherish feel the, 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 the strongest attachment to. Yeah. Is it branded at all? Like does it have a, is it just no. a, no, just a plain has to be no. in the bag. Yep. It would have been something that was found at a um, sort of a, a shopping mall engraver and so yep. it's just a little plastic one that um things like that but that certainly is something that uh, i imagine will be there for quite a long time to come yeah it's funny how many people are going to have things that are in their bag uh mm. like matt matt obviously doesn't carry the the club around but we had ball markers we've had um, mm-hmm. all sorts of things I, I don't know what mine would I, i'm the collector so i've got 10 million things most of the stuff that I cherish is, is like golf flags, which I don't obviously carry in my golf bag. I don't mm-hmm. know what I've got in my golf bag that I would be like, oh, that that that's always has to be there. I don't think I've got anything yet. Maybe a head cover? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I have to think about it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm there not, you go. That, that's new yeah. seven new. Seven, seven new questions we have. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I'm excited. So next time I have someone new on, I'm going to have to run with the same seven. I've got to remember those questions now. I've worked them out <laughs> this afternoon. Now I'm going to have to write them down. Um, did you get to watch much golf this week, European Masters? Uh, I watched a little bit of that. I watched more of the Walker Cup. No, oh, you, you can the, talk uh, all about that because I didn't watch a minute of it. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was particularly um, interesting because I, I read up a bit about it and mm-hmm. it was at the old course at St Andrews, which always yep. makes me want to watch anything there. Um, and it was effectively the US have had a strong a stranglehold on the Walker Cup, which is the uh, the amateur competition between the US and uh, Great Britain and Ireland. Mm-hmm. And uh, the US have won something like thirty eight of the last forty or something like that. And the only one that has been won of the last couple uh, was won by Great Britain and Ireland at the old course. So this okay. was the one that they were. You know, at least half a chance to uh, wrestle back, and they got out to a four-one lead after the first session, and it uh, it got pretty close. And on the final day, the Americans won ten of the fourteen available points mm. to win by a couple of points, and so it was um, 
it didn't turn out the way the uh, the RNA wanted it to at no. uh, the home of golf, but it was just just watching the way they they play that course and sort of there were all of the people that were watching were able to just walk around the course and there were no yeah. ropes and all that follow sort of around, thing. Was, follow behind the groups and things, weren't they? Mm, yeah, it was, so it was glorious to watch. Basically, just the way sort of golf is meant to be in inverted commas. Yeah, but it was um, so it was great to just watch that and anything on the old course. It's the uh, the yeah. golfing juices flowing. So that was no, nah, um, you're right. There was it, was it on YouTube? Um, it was on Ko. So it was on Ko. So it was um, it didn't start till ten thirty. So it didn't start till after the first session each time. Okay. So I watched a couple of the highlights and things like that. But it was um, so it was good fun to watch that. So I saw some commentary yeah. out of the states. I think they must have only broadcasted in the states, maybe on YouTube. That's what I saw, but. Yeah, I saw um, Colt Nost was talking about it. Obviously, a big supporter played in uh, mm-hmm. two Walker Cups, I want to say. Yes, um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like obviously a lot of those guys were, were, were super keen on watching it. I didn't didn't see a minute, but outside of just the highlights on social media. But like you said, I think any week where they're playing um, St. Andrews is is obviously a course where people just, just want to watch golf. It's just yeah. it's great to see. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, the other event, well, the big event uh, for the week for the European Masters was won by, I'll say, I won't say it's a name that everybody knows. I mean, on this podcast is all of eight episodes in now, and we've talked about him a fair bit. I know um, Top Rope in episode number two or three, and I were, were debating when he does win, which wouldn't be far away, would we be on him at the price? Um, and the answer is no, because I wasn't, and I knew it wouldn't be at <laughs> the course. time. And it's a really tricky one because, yeah, Ludwig Aberg won, um, great uh-huh. final round 64, uh-huh. um, but he went in second favourite. Um, so anyone who uh-huh. gets the email that uh-huh. I sent out on Thursdays, he was ranked number two behind Fitz, and uh-huh. they were easily the best two because they are the best two players in the field. Fitz, I was never uh-huh. going to have a cent on. I think he was about seven or eight bucks, maybe nine yeah. bucks. Um I just don't have any interest in betting, betting on those sort of odds. But Matt, Matt Fitz, to clarify. Yeah, Matt Fitz. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. Alex is playing some good golf. But mm, yeah, Aberg, I, I, the honest answer is I wasn't convinced he, not to say he's a bad golfer, I just wasn't convinced the pressure wasn't going to get to him. So mm. I thought for a guy who desperately wants to make a Ryder Cup team, he had to perform well here. First mm. two rounds he's playing with Ryder Cup vice captains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be the perfect time for him to pinch a win? I'm happy to bet against it, and I was wrong. That that'll happen. It's it's golf betting. Um, that's why it's called three putt par for anyone that's listening. At some point, you're going to look like look like you're a million dollars, and most of the time, it doesn't work out like a three putt par. I just I just didn't didn't believe he was going to be the guy this week. So it was really really impressive to see him finish off so well. Yeah, yeah. it really was. It, it was absolutely a test, and I think everybody knew it was a test. And he passed with flying colours. It yeah, was, and there were a lot of people saying, oh, how can you possibly have him in a Ryder Cup conversation and all these sort of things? He hasn't won anything. What's he doing? He's never done anything. And, and here he is. So it's, it's, only um, pro, it's only been pro for like six months. Yeah. It's it's his Number. hello world moment, I guess. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. Very, really good way to describe it. Um, the man, I won't say the man who didn't handle the pressure was Matty Fitz. So Matty Fitz, mm. uh, bogey three of his last four to lose by three. He was leading for a lot of the weekend. Um, looked like he was going to run away with it. I'm sure the odds said that he was. Um, he was going to be the third. He's trying going, trying, trying to win the event for the third time, uh, and only said he'd done that before him. Um, but Aberg, yeah, birdied four of his last five and went straight past him in the opposite direction, yep. and then that was it for Maddie. Um, mm. It was helpful for me 
right? Because obviously we're going to play Mike versus the Mug later on. But yeah, um, <laughs> Mike versus the Mug was in a lot of trouble this weekend because uh, Matty Fitz was selected and I didn't have him. And yeah, him collapsing late and Bjork holding on for second meant that I didn't have to reach into my pocket for charity. So good and bad, bad for charity, mm-hmm. good for Mike. Um, but yeah, that, that was a it was good to see. But yeah, it was it was probably a little bit disappointing from one Fitz, but Alex Fitz was the one that I was. I'm just a little bit surprised to see him still playing well, like scoring well. It, it, are you surprised at all? Or Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He, he was, I guess we might be a little bit conditioned with um, Chase Kepka, who mm. um, was sort of the, the younger brother who was pro golfer and played in the, um, whatever the pairs tournament is in the US. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, which is what, yeah, that's the one. And uh, which is exactly what Alex Fitz did. And it's a little bit of a, um, hit and giggle type things. That was probably all it was going to be. But he's since done some amazing things. He did well mm. in the Open, and he's yep. obviously was uh, right up there in this one. And he won it, won in the Challenge Tour event, yeah, not that long ago. And so when he's, I saw him on the a, Challenge Tour, I was like, oh, did he just get a start in the Challenge Tour because of his brother, or did he get a mm. like was a sponsor's invite? Or like, how did he get in there? And then yeah, I think three three starts later, he wins one, mm. and I was like, wow, that that. Seems like I mean don't get me wrong it wasn't a you know a US Open field but a win's a win and then oh. to see him perform so well at the Open Championship like you said was was very impressive and this week mm. again like again it's not the best field in golf but to see him continually pushing um, was mm. just so good to see T five um, yeah, yeah I think um, might have been Tron from um, No Laying Up this or today put out the the Ryder Cup team for, you know, eight yeah, years from now, yes. whatever it was, yep. and he had both fences yep. on the team. So yep. he's probably going to be right. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he keeps playing like this. Um, Absolutely. Say two Fitzpatricks, um, mm-hmm. two Hoyguards, um, mm-hmm. and maybe two Molinaris as captains, um, taking yeah. them all out. be a, a full family event. That would be. It would be uh, quite an interesting one to watch. And because I remember watching the Netflix doco as well that had um, Matt Fitzpatrick and Alex yep. featured a bit in that. He did, yeah. And I, I can't really remember that many um, references to him being a like a good pro golfer at that stage. And no. that was only a year ago. Well, he, so yeah, was, they um, really unusual. focused on him caddying for that USM. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you knew he played golf, but that yeah. was it. And that he was a different sort of golfer, didn't write down everything like Matt does. Yeah, yep. Didn't mention the fact that, you know, he was top talent. Yeah, I mm. don't know. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's surprising. I'm really interested to see how he goes mm. for the next, yeah. I don't know, you know, six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. It will be a test. Um, Now, if you are into golf, in my personal opinion this week, this was the biggest story. If you've been on socials today, you have seen this. And if you haven't, you mm-hmm. haven't been on socials today. So if you've been at work today, mm-hmm. all day will. You haven't seen this, but on the LET tour, so the Ladies European tour, Smilla Soddenberry, she won a three-way playoff against um, I was Anne Van Dam and someone else. But mm-hmm. that that part of it's great. Congratulations, congratulations, Smilla. <laughs> the part that absolutely made my head fall off was Anne Van Dam is getting ushered out to the first tee mm-hmm. or the 18th tee for the first mm-hmm. playoff hole, and the golf cart she's in's got her sticks on the back. And the marshal doesn't get under the rope fully, and the rope rips her golf bag off the back of the cart and snaps her driver in half mm-hmm. as she's on the way to the first playoff hole. Did you see yes. that? Yes, I, I did. Just before we got on here, 
And not, not only does it happen, but it happened on a par five where yeah. Anne Van Dam is a power player and sure. goes goes to the driver as often as she possibly can. It'd yeah. it'd be like a a sprinter having to run in sand shoes in the hundred meters. And she hit three wood. And to be fair, she outdrove the other guys with her drive with their drivers. Mm-hmm. But do you know what was even more shocking? That was her backup driver, mm-hmm. the first driver. <laughs> Got broken on the way to the tournament on by, yeah. by on the flight. So yeah, it I just, just wasn't was meant like, to be. How are you going? <laughs> like you've lost a driver in on an aeroplane. You get to the course, you play well enough with your backup to get into a playoff, and then on the way to the playoff, you snap your driver on a on a on a rope. I, I honestly could not believe it. It's like you are. If you're ever going to win, that wasn't going to be the way. Uh, it, it is not going to be it. Um, no. And yeah, she lost to an eagle. So uh, yes, yeah. yeah. You can't do much about that. So, well done to no. Smiller, but um, uh-huh. yeah, Anne Van Dam, you, she's either, she's run over a black cat or smashed a mirror or done something <laughs> wrong this week. She no doubt. One. No, uh, the could, golfing gods did not want her in the winner's circle this <laughs> no, week. No, not this week. Maybe next week. Uh, hmm. Kirsten Rudgley, Aussie, uh, finished fourth, one shot out of the playoffs. So, great week from her. Um, the other LPGA event or the other women's event this week was also an unbelievable story. Uh, Shanette. Wanna, I'm going to mess this surname right up. Wanna Sannon won the mm-hmm. Portland Classic. Now, she mm-hmm. Monday queued in, right? She Monday yep. queued in after coming in, missing nine cuts in a row, has oh. not shot around under par since March, and then she comes out this weekend, plays great golf. In the final round, shoots 30 on the front and 33 on the back, 63. <laughs> 63 in the final round to win by two, to win by four, Jesus. right? If you want to talk, like, I know this is a, a podcast where we talk about gambling, on especially on golf, right? <laughs> if you want to understand how hard it is to bet on golf and why it is the hardest <laughs> thing to ever invest in, that's it. Absolutely. If you think there's any, I looked up her stats. She's won 225,000 US for this win. Which takes her to mm. just under two hundred and thirty for the year. She's won four and a half grand <laughs> this year. So, like, if you think this is easy to do, easy to pick who's going to win this week, you're dreaming. So, that is the easiest reason for me to say to you: bet responsibly. Really, just take this as a bit of fun. It's not you're not going to retire betting on golf. You're just not, unless you're playing the bookie because it doesn't work, it doesn't work when you're on the other side of the coin. But I just I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, she, this is her first full year on the on the um, on the LPJ tour. And 19 years old, so yeah, good, unbelievable um, result. But yeah, she made 5k in her first event back in Thailand uh, in Feb, just under four, uh, four and a half grand in her next event in March. Hasn't done anything since. Won four grand last week at the uh, ISPS Hand Up World Invitational, and then comes out this week and wins. It just just blew my mind. Yeah, that's crazy. It's uh, yeah, it's not supposed to happen. No, and if if uh, if drugs made any difference in golf, you'd you'd be going to you double check the drug test on that one. Oh yeah, but it's uh, but no, it. that's you... just you've caught lightning in a bottle. It's her week, and she's away. And that's it. That's 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 golf. You can. It's it's the reason why Scotty Scheffler doesn't win every week. No, averages mm. are he's the best golfer on the planet. Mm. Playing the best mm-hmm. golf doesn't putt real well, <laughs> but even when he putts well. He's got to beat the person who's caught lighting in the bottle that week. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Going right, it's just not easy. Um, 
So anyway, to the losing bets this week uh, on the email. So the the picks this week, we, we did say don't we're not betting on Fitz, and he didn't win. Uh, we know we got close. Um, the people that we did pick Bjork was um the the best the closest we got. He finished second. Um, le- first round leader again. We just sort of mixed it up. We, we did over overlay the fact that all this and the next few weeks are going to be very light betting weeks, just for a bit of fun. Um, it's very hard to line up a lot of these things. Uh, the data for me is not quite there as, as well as it is on the PJ Tour. So we'll come pretty heavy back into that uh, once they get back to Napa in a couple of weeks. Round one multi. Um, we got two out of three legs. So it was an $18 collective. We got we got all three up. It's a bit like what I said before. In round one, uh, I actually thought Aberg wouldn't be the lowest score in his group, thinking the pressure might get to him playing with the two coaches and I'm pretty sure Molinari had played okay in the last two weeks or maybe last week and so I thought maybe Molinari will pinch him so he did not Aberg shot like six under in round one and that that cooked that multi but the other two legs went okay but we did call out from the beginning small bet small bet it's not don't go nuts um and we did put up three picks for the for the Portland Classic but we did not have the winner to come from nine missed cuts and uh <laughs> take the chocolates at probably a billion to one so uh <laughs> Look, if you do want the email, just flick us a note either on um, Instagram or on 3 podcast at Gmail. That's the easiest way to do it. I'll send it out every week. Um, I'll put something out this week on Wednesday. Next week, I'll try and get something out early. I won't have all the data, but I am um, taking off overseas for about a week and a half. We'll still be having some podcasts come out that I'll, I'll have a couple of pre-records uh, and one live from Miami, um, but we will be... We'll be still trying to send out the email with as much information as I can. So um, hopefully it helps someone out there. This week's event, the Horizon Irish Open. Do you know much about the K-Club at all? Not heaps. I know that there was a Ryder Cup there not that long ago and uh, that it's more of a parkland versus a, a, a traditional Irish links, and I'm sure there'll be people to give some feedback on that. But yep. uh, it's that's pretty much the extent of it. I, I think I've nice. played it on the simulator once or yes, twice. Yes, I reckon I have too. That's about it. Yeah, it's one of those courses. I, I think I've played it on a simulator. I think um, I've, I've got a funny feeling it was one of those ones where back in the day it might have been on, I think mm. it was on one of the Tiger Woods games or something like I, that. I think but. you're right, yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, I'm the same, mate. My, my knowledge of it isn't, isn't great. Obviously, they don't play here every year. Um, we don't have a lot of information. It was the 2016 Ryder Cup. Uh, sorry, 2016 was the last time it was played here for the Irish Open when it, when it when Rory won. Um, and then they played a Ryder Cup here before that. So um, it's going to be a bit of an, an interesting event. I do agree with you. I think that people will be... It's one of those courses that's a bit different to what I think people want. I think people want to see it on a classical Irish Lynx style course and and really show it off. And it is a bit of a bit different to that. It is, you know, a big um accommodation and beautiful. It looks very mm-hmm. nice and so it looks like a beautiful mm-hmm. course. But yeah, I'm just not sure whether that's what people want. It does look difficult and it looks long. Um yeah, I think I think you want the Scottish and the Irish opens and those ones to be Scottish and Irish golf courses that you've seen for hundreds of years rather than yeah. having to pay hundreds of pounds to stay at. But yeah. To play, um, each to their own. To play a um, Arnold Palmer designed golf course in mm. Ireland. So exactly. who knows? I don't, I don't yes. know. It'll be, it'll be an interesting week. I think it does move around this tournament. Um, hasn't been here since 2016, like I said. Uh, since then, in the middle, it's been played at Port Stewart, Ballylithan, Lahinch, Galgorm, uh, Mount Juliet. The last two years, so uh, mm. moves around. And um, 
two years ago, our own Lucas Herbert won mm-hmm. uh, one hit, one uh, one at uh, Mount Juliet. Um, last year, Adrian Moronk won uh, the big Polak. He won mm-hmm. just before he would have been just before because it would have been this time of year, and only a couple of months later, he was down in Melbourne winning the Aussie Open. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe it's a good formula. Maybe we'll yeah, see someone well. here head on head on down to Melbourne, or sorry, head up to Sydney at the Lakes in um, mm-hmm. December. Maybe they'll and, maybe they'll follow form. And Moronk loves a national championship because he won the Italian Open this year as well. So he, he's, uh, he loves uh, putting those ones on the passport. It's his uh, it's his best chance at a Ryder Cup spot is winning winning mm. the um, at the Ryder Cup venue, I reckon. Uh, mm, yes. So you know, I think uh, I think he's I think he's, I, I hope he gets in because I think he's he seems like a he seems like a really nice guy. And we got to talk to him a little bit at the Aussie Open this year, and mm. um, yeah, just a really nice, normal, natural guy. And yeah, for people that make an effort to get around and play golf around the world, how can you be upset with that? Mm, yeah, absolutely. The weather looks okay. I'd say it looks amazing. Uh, twenty-two to twenty-five every day. Obviously, early. This is Monday, Melbourne time. We're, we're looking at the weather. Um, maybe some early showers before they tee off on Thursday morning. We're talking like four till seven a.m. Maybe the first groups might be a little bit laid out, but nothing drastic. Might soften it up a little bit. Might make it even a little bit longer. Um, the rest of the week looks okay until Sunday. Sunday looks wet. It looks like it's going to rain on and off all day, or showers on and off all day. Doesn't look too windy, um, but yeah, I think. For a course that we're expecting to see, uh, obviously tree-lined, lots of water hazards, long. Um, yeah, rain's not going to make it any easier, I don't think. But don't know. Be, be, be at least a bit of fun to watch. Hopefully, you know, something a little bit different probably to the last few weeks we've seen. And it's the first past 72 we've played in a while. Just looking at the <laughs> I was looking at the data that I've been pushing out each week. I think it's been past 70s the last maybe four or five weeks until this week. It's the first past mm. 72, which is a bit interesting. Mm, absolutely. Um, Few big names playing. Rory's there. Shane Lowry, Danny Willett, um, Billy Horshaw, Minwoo is there. Tyrrell Hatton, Rasmus Hoygaard, and Adrian Moronk is there to defend. Um, I will run through the sheet of odds. I might go miles down the board, um, but I'll just give the the well, the, you know, the first say fifteen and their odds. So Rory's at five dollars. Tyrrell Hatton is eleven. Shane Lowry seventeen. Minwoo nineteen. Adam Scott twenty one. Moronk, 26. Aaron Rye, 29. Alexander Bjork, 29. Ryan Fox, 34. Billy Horschel, 36. Yannick Paul, also fighting for a Riders Cup spot at 36. Thomas Drick, Detry, 41. Antoine Rosner, 41. And Matt Wallace, 41. Actually, I'll go one more. Rasmus Hoygaard, 46. Alex Fitzpatrick, 51. I'll throw him in too because he's just there. <laughs> um, it is a bit of a hodgepodge. Obviously, Rory is red hot, super short, as he should be. I mean, he's Hatton's been playing good golf this year, but yeah, I mean, God, if 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 Rory didn't come up that short in this field, he'd be disappointed. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially seeing the last time they played it here in 2016, he won. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guys that are playing that have played here last time in 2016, Tyrrell Hatton finished fifth, Shane Lowry 23rd, uh, Pablo Larazabal 31st, uh, Ategui 19th, Thunderbear Thorbjorn Olsen 10th, uh, Callum Shinkman 19th. And nineteenth also for Jorge Campillo. Um, anyone who does want an, a rundown on that sort of information, outside of me sending, I'll send little bits and pieces out. One um, one place that I can tell you where you can always find the breakdown of how people have played recently and how they've played at courses is a website called Smart Golf Bets. Mike is on Twitter, um, not me, Mike, different Mike, uh, Mike in NZ. Uh, he punches out some really good info. So just really basic understanding of. Um, how people have played at this course or event and how they've 
played coming in. Um, very similar to what I put out on my data lake. Um, he's been doing this stuff forever. So if anyone's ever interested, you can always go and have a look there. Um, for me, I really want to get an understanding of who's going to hit it long enough, uh, who's going to be accurate, not putting it in the water. Strokes gained off the tee will be important. I want someone who's going to probably lean to length. So strokes gained takes in off the tee takes into both accuracy and length. This way, I'll probably will lean more to someone who hits it long as well as that. Um, getting a good approach shots in um, and really just being able to not throw some shots away. So bogey avoid and scrambling is going to be important. Rory won at about 12 under in 2016. So I probably think it won't be too far different to that. I don't see them going super much lower, especially if it's going to be a bit ugly and wet on Sunday. Um, last year, they did um, scalp the fairways down and relay the whole course. And they are saying it probably will run a little bit faster. Um, don't know if that makes it a little bit shorter, just if the ball's rolling out. But yeah, I, I'm really probably just thinking it's going to be something where the guys that can keep it in play and just um, not make too too much damage to their score. Winning score, but 12 to 15, rough, rough is what, is what I'm thinking. Um, how does that all sound to you, Will? Is that, is that giving you enough information to pick pick some winners? Well, it's certainly given me enough to have a crack at it. Whether, <laughs> whether they're going to be winners or not, we'll, we'll soon see. But uh, we'll soon see. Yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to to see that. I think this is the one where Rory hit a uh, very uh, sort of historic firewood into the last green to uh, have oh, eagle yeah. to win by yeah. a shot or something like that. Yeah, it's, that rings a bell there, with the old Nike red firewood that he had back in the day. So it seemed to that's the image that's coming up in my head anyway could be that's the if that's the same shot i'm thinking of yeah that was a ridiculous like water mm. carry into into the um, mm-hmm. must have been 18 i'm guessing yes yeah i'm pretty sure it was so that was obviously some good memories for him so it yeah. probably won't won't shock you that i've i've got to take rory off the board so we're playing gonna play to... mike versus the mug and and i didn't even need to ask you because i no. knew i'm gonna write down rory because yeah. you get, you know the rules. You get, you get uh, to pick uh-huh. three, three players, um, and any of those beat my three, and you and I put fifty bucks in charity. You have you got a charity, or are you just happy for me to pick a charity? You, you, did you have one that you would like me to give money to when Rory uh, wins? I'm, I'm very happy for you to go with Lifeline. That's okay. that's one cool. that I think is a very worthy charity for no, for these things. I agree. So Rory is um, your first pick. Who's your number two pick? My number two is Minwoo. Just, and Ooh. I had this this conversation with you last time as well that I really want to see him win a major yep. um, in the not-too-distant future. He's won a Vic Open and he's won a Scottish Open. So I don't see why he can't add the Irish Open to yeah. his. Uh, he's pretty well relaxed. He's come off a couple of weeks back at home in Perth and WA and so he should be good to go. He seems excited on the socials as he always is. Yeah, and, he's good uh, value. Yeah, he absolutely is. So I'd really like to see him uh, do well and hopefully win the next slot is i'm sort of torn between moronk going back to back and ryan fox as the yes. uh, the two fox hasn't been hitting it particularly well of late but i was looking on the uh, the field sheet that he's a uh, his membership is listed as tra links yep. over in new zealand and um that's obviously got some uh visual uh, parallels with Seven Mile, and so on that yeah. basis alone, I'm going to go with Fox over Moronk. So okay, I like uh, that. I like and that. 
I, I seem to be very Anzac focused in my tips last <laughs> time and this time. But uh, no, that's so, okay. Yeah. That's okay. I, I'm, I like that for two reasons. One is I was not going to pick Ryan Fox. I'm happy you did. Um, and you didn't take all the all of my picks off the board. Um, and then the other thing I know about Ryan Fox is when he was down at, I think I might have said this last time, when he was down at um, Kate Wickham, he drove the first green. Off the I did, yeah. I can believe that. The boys are telling me it would have been a, it's a scary enough, you know, you can't hit anything right there for anyone that's been there. If you hit it right, mm-hmm. you're in um, Victoria Cove. But um, yeah, if you um, if you keep one straight and it's going downwind, you can get one down close enough. But yeah, to knock mm-hmm. one on the green is very, very impressive. Mm. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's it. You've got Rory, Minwoo, and Ryan Fox. My first mm-hmm. pick is a bloke that is what we call in gambling terms a money muncher, uh, and that is Tyrrell Hatton. As Tyrrell Hatton does not mm-hmm. but if you've got Rory, I have to have some sort of backup here and go with, mm-hmm. with Tyrrell. Um, again, this is a week for anyone who's going to have a bet just don't go nuts, right? There's a massive chance Rory's going to win this event. He's paying $5. So if you're going to go and have a bet, either have 5 or 10 bucks on Rory and that's your bet for the week or have 5 bucks on three different players at bigger odds and just pray Rory doesn't win. Um, but I just I just don't see it as one where anyone could be going in with any sort of confidence outside of betting Rory um, because you're just going to be guessing. Just notice Tom Hoagie's on the sheet. That can't be right. Tom Hoagie playing here. Tom Hoagie's playing here. Yeah, oh, I can't have him. I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I really like Tom Hoagie, and his data would say that um, he. You know what? I have to pick him now. I'm gonna pick Hoagie. I have <laughs> Tom Hoagie. I know that I for, if I run my PJ Tour data right now, Tom Hoagie always comes up to, at the top this year. Mm-hmm. He's a very very good ball striker. Um, I'm really not sure how he will go there. I'm actually really not sure why he's playing there. Um, I would assume he'd be normally just sitting at home this time of year. But good luck to him. He's 50 to 1, so we'll put him in there. And again, this is just purely off names. I haven't even run the numbers yet. Um, I'm going to, again, a little bit like you, I'm tossing up between Adrian Moronk again, mm-hmm. Alexander Bjork again, and mm-hmm. Matt Wallace again, because Matt Wallace mm-hmm. played poorly last week. Maybe I'll take, maybe I'll take Alex Fitzpatrick. No, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, that'll put, come back to bite me. Um, I think I'm going to take um, Alexander Bjork again. I think he's mm. he's he's playing great golf. He did me he did me well last week. Came home into second, but again, Morong's probably going to be in the total tips as well. But um, yeah, I think I think that's that's a pretty good selection. I think hopefully we can if we don't find the winner, we should have at least a couple that are up the pointy end. So just to repeat, Rory Minwoo and Ryan Fox versus Tua Hatton, Tom Hoagie and Alexander Bjork are going to be the picks for the Mike mm-hmm. versus the Mug this week. Um, next week we will be back. We will have the uh, Fortinet. So it's the first one. The, the PGA Tour has had a, a massive two-week um, off-season, and they're back next week. So they're back for the Fortinet. So we will be having um, having someone on for the Fortinet, which is in the Napa Valley in the wine region in Northern California. Um, if you do want to follow, please, three-part podcast on Instagram, three-part pod on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Or if you need any other info on having a bet, here now or ever or just want me to send you an email each week on what I like and you can pick and choose whether to read or delete three part podcast at gmail.com is the way to get there um yeah and as we said if you like the podcast please like share subscribe send it to anyone you think might be interested in having a bet on the golf um will thank you again for coming back really really appreciate it thank you Mike I appreciate that and I've just had a 
thought as well. I've always um, been a strong advocate for the Movember Foundation. Yeah. And so on the back of that, if uh, if you win this week, just to make sure there is a charitable donation, if you win this week, I'll donate to the Movember Foundation. Yes. And uh, so there will be a, a charitable winner no matter what this week. There's money going somewhere. I like it. Absolutely. I like it. All right. I'm going to write that down now. I'll make sure to put that on the, on the Instagrams. Um, mate, well done. I appreciate that. Um, good luck this week. Good luck with the new putting stroke. Hopefully, uh, I think, what did you say you had seven birdies last time you were out? I, I did, but that's very much a uh, flash in the pan. I haven't uh, had that many ever before. So we'll, we'll see what happens next time. For everyone at home listening, the next time you have seven birdies, uh, make sure you go and change your putting stroke straight after. Um, we'll, we'll get an update from Will on how well that worked. Um, mm, mate, thank we'll you see. so much. And, um, yeah, keep us up to date. And if anyone wants to keep up to date, make sure you get onto the Seven Mile website. And for purchases for the new bucket caps, the beanies and everything else, Will, what is the um, handle again? Yep, Instagram, Seven Mile Golf Shop. Get on so, there for uh, your stuff. One, yep, that's where to uh, go. I've already just ordered a new bucket for my um for my summer travels this season. So thanks again, mate, and everyone else. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.